Welcome to the Tech Sales Show, dedicated to making you a better seller. Recorded 4,827 miles across the Atlantic Ocean with Bobby Das from Houston, Texas, a father, husband, golfer, pilot, and tech seller. And Brian Evans, an expat in London, England, family man, 2X Ironman, and an ERP salesman. Both sharing tried and true sales strategies and providing free tools to make each week and campaign easier for you. They also answer your questions weekly. Now, here is Bobby and Brian. Hey, hey, Bobby. What's up, Brian? We have yet another Listener's Choice episode. Love doing these. If, uh, if you haven't sent us in feedback on an episode that you'd like for us to do, we would implore you to do it. Reach out to us at info at bobbyandbrian.com or send us a message on LinkedIn. We're getting a lot of good LinkedIn feedback and engagement there. So uh, we love the feedback. We love the ideas about episodes. We want this to be interesting content for you, and we want to cover items that you want to talk about. So uh, thanks, everyone. This listener's choice is all about 10 steps to nail your next demonstration. Um, Demos, demo prep, it probably makes up 50% of our lives. I'd say that's probably conservative. Um, So this is a super relevant episode uh, Bobby, why don't you tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, so we have a special guest joining us this week. Scott Evans, your brother and a fellow Texan, joins the show for his second time. Welcome to the show, Scott. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me again. Thanks for joining. Um, so, Scott, something we always ask the people we interview, we've done a number of interviews as we've gone through the episodes here. It, it's so important to be relevant to your customers, to your prospective customers, uh, the only way you can do that is to stay up to date with the industry. How do you personally stay up to date with the industry? Yeah, a couple things to come to mind here um, is, is I use RSS feeds. So um, most of us live in um, the Outlook application or email application. And on the left panel there, right where your inbox hangs out, there's also a, a folder that you can create for RSS feeds. And essentially, that all news websites, whether it's technology or, or whatever topic, will have what they call an RSS feed. And you can easily add those RSS feeds into your Outlook application and it automatically downloads news to there. So whenever you find a, a good time to scan a couple of news articles, that's a good, easy way to um, stay inside your Outlook uh, inbox and also get some reading done. I like it. I like it. Um, it also, like you say, you don't, you don't, I, what always happens to me is if I got a browser open, man, that, that could lead to a little bit of rabbit holing for me too. So if I can stay in a productivity application, uh, I think that would help me keep from rabbit holing into uh, other topics. Um, you've been listening to the show. We appreciate the feedback. This episode is really built on feedback that you had for us, this idea for this episode. Um, as you listen to the show, what kind of content do you like? What do you recommend for, uh, for our listeners? Yeah, so a couple things come to mind is, um, you know, if, if you're already in sales, um, the, the, there was a recent episode where Bobby brought on one of his customers, and that was probably one of the most interesting episodes I've heard. And the feedback is real, it's genuine, and if you're already in sales and you're actively in there, you should be listening to the comments that the customer is saying. Um, and for folks who might be starting, just getting starting, uh, started in this in this, in this industry, um, some of the earlier episodes around meeting preparation 
would be super important. And then actually acting on that versus just listening to it and just saying, oh, sounds good. Maybe I'll try that next time. But those are two areas that I think would be important. And by the way, you should be sharing this podcast as well. As, as you hear great things, send it on to a friend. Love it. Appreciate the, uh, the endorsement and feedback there. Uh, so thanks again for this episode recommendation. Uh, why don't we jump into it? We're going to approach this similar. If you if you listened when we um, when we did the episode on cognitive bias a while back, uh, we're going to approach this one pretty similar. So we're going to talk about um, we're going to hit on kind of round robin style. We're going to pick on one person and we're going to kind of go person by person through ten steps to nail your next demonstration. And, and the good news about this is we've got a special guest. His name is Scott. He's been uh, leading demonstrations, um, evaluations team at a major corporation. Uh, in fact, all three of us have. Uh, so really the aim of this is to give you several, um, really 10, good ideas and thoughts to make sure that as you're leading your evaluation team, you're thinking th- things through properly because this is such a big part of the job overall. This is not the generic 10 steps to make sure that you brought your power cable or you have the right projector in the room. This is all about being strategic in your pursuits um, and making sure that you lead a strategically prepared pursuit team. So we've got 10 examples here. We're going to go round robin, and we've got the benefit of a special guest here today, Scott. All three of us have worked for very large major corporations, um, technology firms with multi-billion dollars in valuations. Uh, So we've had the experience of running uh, large companies, and we're going to walk through each of these 10. So let's get it started. Bobby, why don't you kick us off with the first tip? Yeah, my first tip is to always make it interactive. I think many times I see corporations, companies, virtual teams, whatever, bring in the ace. That ace has probably spent less than 20 minutes preparing to understand the customer, and they go right into the same routine that they've done over and over and over again. They're they're super dynamic. They know their stuff. There's no question they know their stuff. But they talk for, we'll call it 45 minutes to an hour, and before they even have the customer engage at all, they, they've done their pitch and they don't know why, and not everybody, but most of them would be so brazen to think, why wouldn't they want to buy our stuff? I nailed the content. It clearly is what they need, but they can't put a lot of perspective around it. So I challenge the dry runs. We've talked a, a, a lot in other courses and, and on other podcasts about what you need to do to prepare and do dry runs. But make it interactive. Every chance you get, you should engage the customer. Ask them questions about, uh, does this resonate? Is this what you want to see? Are we are we accomplishing your goals for this meeting? And make sure they're responding. If it's always a yes no question, you're not gonna you're not gonna get interaction like I'm talking about. You have to get them involved and have them talk and share things. I, one way I found to do this is. Um a few steps. One is to go around the room ahead of the meeting and shake hands with people and get to know them. Otherwise, you're a random dude at the front of the meeting that they could care less about. But if you shake hands with them and learn a little bit about every person in the audience, it's going to give you a much better opportunity for them to want to talk and to think that you're a real person that they can they can interact with. Like you said, Bobby, if you start that meeting off and you've got 45 minutes of content before you get to a part to where you're interacting, you've effectively sucked the air out of the room. Expect for there to be no engagement beyond that. And finally, yeah, no doubt. And my super tip here would be if you can work it out, maybe you have a coach or champion that's helping you inside the customer as it relates to this opportunity. 
Go spend some time with him or her a week or so before your big demo. Let them be the one who's presenting the content. Let them drive the demo while your rock star's talking through it. If someone from the customer is able to drive the screens while you're doing the demo, they'll all be very involved. No question. I like it. Scott, why don't you take us through the next one? You bet. So the next tip here is to focus on the business challenge, not the cool feature you've just released. So uh, I, I think what, as technology sellers, what we have the tendency to do is always show what's new and what's cool. And you, you're, you're risking a poor presentation if that new cool feature is not tied directly to a business challenge. So just make sure that each scenario or persona is addressing the business challenge or problem. Um, I, I, another way to approach this as well is, is as you're presenting these scenarios is give the before and after. So, you know, Mr. Customer, before, here's the way you were approaching this process. This was the business challenge that you ran into it. And with software technology XYZ, this is how we can address and solve that issue. And I think we, we show so many demonstrations. We, we show demo after demo after demo that we kind of ourselves may get bored with what is generally a pretty interesting subject that solves a pretty interesting business challenge. And I, I completely agree with the feedback here. Your, your demo has to be focused on the business problem and the outcome you can help them achieve. But don't, don't allow yourself to get stuck in this, oh, we got to show them the latest this or the latest that. Focus, like you say, far more about the business challenge, even if it's something you've seen yourself a hundred times. Focus on what delivers value for the customer. No doubt. Completely agree. Brian, why don't you give us number three? All right. If this is your first time uh, to, to hear this, write it down. This is, uh, we talk about the five critical meetings. These are super, super important. Uh, these are what we call the five non-negotiable meetings. The first one is the strategy meeting. So think of the strategy meeting as your opportunity to get the pursuit team together, to talk about the deal, to talk about the customer, to talk about the players involved and come up with a plan of attack. How are we going to approach this, this opportunity in this deal? The, the second meeting is the first dry run. This is not a dry run in the traditional sense to where you are um, talking exactly click by click as to what you're gonna cover. This is talking about what you're gonna talk about in your next meeting, which is dry run number two. Dry run number two is about going through the very specific click path sometimes. Other times, it's talking about it at a little bit higher level. It's making sure everyone is comfortable with what you're going to deliver in that customer meeting. The fourth one is the actual customer meeting. You want to make sure that you nail, and we're going to talk more about this as we go through this today. You want to make sure that you actually nail all the, the specifics for that meeting. Um, but the, the fifth and, and one of the most important ones is the debrief call at the end of this. So make sure you, you connect with your team. You have, a, you have a calendar invite booked on everyone's Outlook calendar that is specifically about talking about what went right, what went wrong, and how do we continue this pursuit going forward. Yeah, it's all about preparation. And if you don't prepare, uh, then you're preparing to fail. No question about that. So if you do your preparation, what I would say is the next tip is to have a backup plan or, or maybe a plan B. You know, things don't always go well. And I, I'm not talking about have a backup ba uh, backup laptop or whatever else. I'm, I'm talking about a conversation. If you've got a demo and you've got a champion and a sponsor in that room with you, 
you want to make sure you get to use the full amount of time to sell them something that you have in your bag. And, and I've seen it happen to where I went into a demo, I started the process, someone ruled it out right away, and it was probably a leader who had the authority to rule it out, and we would have been done 20 minutes, 30 minutes in. Um, and because we were smart and planning ahead, we had a backup plan. We, we went down a different pathway to talk, not in this one example that I'm talking about today, we were talking about storage. Storage was ruled out right away and we pivoted and went over backup technologies and backup storage and, and the pathway to the cloud for those backups. And we ended up selling some stuff based on that first meeting, which was a demo gone wrong and we had a plan B. So make sure you don't wing it. Make sure you go in prepared. Make sure you have someone there with you that can talk to plan B if it's not you yourself. But don't give up that hour and a half meeting with some pretty important people from a prospect or a customer just because you get shut down early. I like it. Scott, why don't you take us through the next one? You bet. So this one kind of ties with uh, one of the previous tips around dry runs. But what we're going to do is kind of talk about some of the more details of dry runs. So um, dry and the tip is dry run every single detail and it sounds painful uh and it is a little bit but that is what makes a great demo um that's 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 how you get to a great demo and some of the things that you need to be thinking about is who is saying what when you should never assume that most of the time the pursuit teams are going to be made up of people that perhaps are new. You, it may not be the same pursuit team every single time. Sometimes you're going to be working with a deployment partner um, and, and knowing how this person chimes in and when they chime in is super important. Uh, when it comes to the showing the actual technology, um, know when you're moving the mouse. Know whenever you're, you're, how long you're going to stay on this particular screen. Don't show every click. So some of the things that I see commonly occur is a, a uh, an expert is showing a, a piece of software and you can see the mouse just moving across the screen and it's like going going back and forth and back and forth it can be super distracting and i know that seems like a minor detail but if you're trying to capture the attention of folks in the room they will watch that mouse go back and forth and back and forth and they'll probably sense a little nervous tension within the show uh the person who's demonstrating um, so handoff points are super important, important. And, and I think the last thing I would say here is always verify your dry run, your scenarios with whatever customer champion that you're working with directly. So, you know, before your meeting, your big meeting with, with all of the customer, meet with your champion and say, you know, Mr. Customer, we're, we're going to show these five scenarios and we're going to show it in this particular order. And in fact, Maybe you're even showing screenshots of the actual demonstration, or if you have the time, you can even do a, a live dry run in front of them. That's a great one. Um, I, I would say, too, just to add to that, the how important the first 30 seconds are to every meeting that you have. This is almost kind of a sub-tip of that one. If you think about how a meeting kicks off in the room and how you address the audience and how you address your V-team, it is so important to have that well thought out and constructed and ready to go. And I have to add a little something there where I think it is a great opportunity to elevate your, your coach or sponsor in the account. If you do do the dry run with them, they, they probably are putting their neck out a little bit on the line. They believe in the solution. They're not the person you're trying to sell to. 
But if you let them see the dry run and give you some feedback, it's going to be a great ad for your opportunity and for the customer. So if they're going to give you that shot, by all means, take it. Don't take it for granted. Brian, why don't you give us the next one? This one is near and dear to my heart. This is coaching your solution consultant team or whoever that team is that's doing the demonstrations for you, coaching them on the nuances that are critical to you, what your pet peeves are. We all have these. We're all kind of type A guys that like things done our way. Um, You very likely have some things that are demonstrated in a in a demo in a demo by by a solution consultant things that you don't like maybe you don't like if they say you know how many reports are in the system or there there are things or phrases that are used in demonstrations that probably grind your gears get those write those down have those out on the table so that whenever you're doing your prep runs with people you're coaching your solution consultants on what on on those very small details that turn into big, big details when it comes to your actual demo that's also a good way to give feedback non-specific to an individual that you might need to be giving feedback to. And, and you can sort of air it out as a group versus singling somebody out if, if you don't feel comfortable doing that. Yeah, it's a great idea. One other thing I'll add is that it's, it's always, I always find that these people never have time to prep. So um, I'll just ask the question, Brian, what, what are you going to do when that solutions consultant says, I don't have time to, to prep or practice with you. I'm just going to have to meet you at the meeting. We're not doing the meeting. Exactly. You know, I, I so often find it that none of us can get to whatever our meeting goal is. Um, so everyone wants to be at your meeting if you have one of these big meetings. So just tell them they can't participate. Maybe, maybe you'll find someone who can take the time to prepare. Uh, it's kind of interesting how much people want to tie themselves to your meetings. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even a question. If there's, if, if you're going to show up to a meeting that we've worked so hard to get to this point for, but you're not willing to put in the time to get prepared for it, it's not happening. Bobby, why don't you take us through the next one? Yep. My next tip is to have at least three stories ready to tell throughout your demo. And they may or may not tie to specific components of your demo, but I find it very difficult for people to say things on the fly. Um, luckily, uh, I have an opportunity to speak a lot in public and I have had the opportunity to get really good at coming up with things on the fly, but not everybody else has that, that skill in their bag. And so you as presenters or demoers need to have a few good stories to tell. And, and the ones I like to talk about are the stories that you can use in multiple examples. But if you have three stories tied down pretty good, you'll be able to interact with the customer and share those stories Maybe in a positive way, maybe in a way where you've learned something, um, but have three stories ready to go in your bag so you can share them without having to make them up on the fly. Yeah, and these can be these stories. Think of the the breadth of the sell cycle. Talk about you think about scenarios to where um, it was a positive evaluation process, a negative evaluation process, a good deployment, a bad deployment. You you want to think of contrasts on both sides. And think about it through every step of the sales cycle. The more stories, that that is one of the biggest differences between an experienced account executive and an inexperienced one is the number of stories that person can draw off the tip of their tongue, stuff that's ready to go. And the the more you are intentional about this, the better you're going to be as an account executive. Scott, why don't you take us through the next one? You bet. So the next tip is demos always last longer than you think. 
So here's a good rule of thumb to go by is whatever time you think is sufficient, add 25%. Um, and, and, you know, you might say, well, I don't want to ask for too much time from the customer. And, and I, I think that nobody would, will be upset if you let them out early from a meeting. But on the other side of that, you will, you will hear lots of grumbling if you ask them to stay. And it also makes you look really unprepared. So just don't get in a situation where you're rushing uh, uh, and you do not leave enough time for next steps and, and a Q&A session. Though, and additionally, what this will do is, is as someone's looking at the clock, they'll start elbowing their peer and say, okay, we, we need to hurry. We need to rush this up. And it, you just put your peers into a bad position when you try to hurry them up on a demonstration. It, it just becomes awkward. So give time for Q&A, give time for bio breaks and general discussion. And I got a couple points out of this too. So the first is you, your job, if you're, if you're not the one doing the demo, your job as the account manager in the room is to keep control of the clock, period. Your job is not to be on email in the back of the room. And I, I still see it to this day. It is the most shocking thing you could see in a room is the account executive in the back of the room checking email while they've got a they've got somebody doing a demo for them at the front of the room. Your job is to be sat right next to the person doing the demo, helping keep control of the questions, helping keep control of the clock, doing everything you can to support the person that's doing the demo, making sure their water is full, get tactical because they are the one that are representing you and are going to help you get to the next point in the sell cycle. Be supportive of them in that in that process. And if it gets to the point where you're starting to run over, Take, you be the one that takes a stop and takes a pause on things. Look for a natural break in their script and say, let's take a quick pause here. Let's do a time check. We have an hour and a half left. Uh, John, what do, you, what do you think we are in the script right now? Do you think we, you think we, should we skip a section? And then let the room decide. Let, you know, let, the, let the customer decide what, what things do we want to cut, what things do we want to add to make sure that we finish on time. Be in control of the room. Okay, the next one is, and this is this is blocking and tackling, but man, I can't tell you how often this is missed. Book 30 minutes ahead for setup every single time, period, no matter what. It always takes longer to connect to that modern projector that you swear you've connected to 600 times in the past. It won't work the first time. You're not going to have the right HDMI cable. It's, you're, it's not going to work right on the input channel. Um, internet is it's going to take six steps more than you thought because you have to go through a registration process but book that time on the calendars with your sponsor with your with your pursuit team and have it on your on their calendar to show up to that meeting 30 minutes before the demo starts have the address and the invites confirm that everyone's going to be there ready for you to be there um, and and then have like have this kind of this text about setup time and internet, have that as a quick uh, uh, text that you can save and you can paste in for every pursuit because it's going to be relevant in every pursuit that you go on. Yeah, and how many times have you got to a conference room that wasn't empty? I mean, yeah. if nothing else, this tactically gives you a buffer of 30 minutes to get the people that were in the room out of the room. Agreed. So, Bobby, why don't you take us through the final one? So what I think I see average reps do all the time is use the demo to do a demo. Um, the demo is part of what you're doing, no question. But this is a sales meeting. 
You need to treat it like a sales meeting and you need to capture some information. So I always coach people to use the time to learn, embed questions, embed, uh, embed stories, like I said earlier, that will drive your customer to share information that's going to help you do something moving forward with that account, whether it's the technical win for this solution or not. It's got to be something about their business that you're learning, something about their cost for their current solution, something about the partner landscape, something about their pains and what they would be willing to move forward with, something about budget. You can ask a bunch of questions during a demo to keep it interactive and to learn information that will really make your demo stand above the rest. But it also gives you the opportunity to validate the differentiators that make your product better than the competition that they're probably looking at. So you've been, we've all been to a meeting or a demo where the customer uses some of the FUD that we would expect our competitors to share. We know we're second to the game, but you also use that same time to ask questions that drive your differentiators above that partner or that vendor that's selling against you. And I think this reinforces the fact that if you are the account executive and you've got somebody on your team doing the demo, you cannot be sat in the back of the room. You can't have your laptop open unless you are, unless you are committed to not getting distracted by incoming email. You have got to control the conversation because, Bobby, to your point, this is a sales meeting. This is not a demo. And I would say go so far as to assign questions to different individuals and let them figure out when they're going to get that question answered. But they need to know at by the end of this meeting. I need to have these three questions answered and bring that back to um, uh, your team at the end of the meeting. I won't call it an 11th tip, but to, to add to this 10th tip, that, that preparation should be done long before, as Scott mentioned, with your team. I would even try to come up with a, an exuberant amount of questions, something like 20 or 30 that we would practice during the dry runs that we want to know the answers to. Knowing full well, we'll never get to all 20 in the meeting. But I know we need to know this to be the best partner to this company. And let's try to ask the ones we can and get the data that we can uh, during this meeting. But then your team will know they have other things to ask in follow-up conversations and meetings and might just get some of that along the way as well. Last thing I've got, and then we'll wrap it up. I, we, I was speaking to a customer, prospective customer at the time, um, doing some discovery and uh, we went through, as you, as you mentioned, we went through dozens and dozens of questions. We learned so much about their business through initial discovery, multiple demonstrations. Uh, we did a debrief after we signed the business with them, after they became a great customer for us. And uh, we did a debrief on the various competitors. And one of the things that was mentioned in that debrief meeting was that one of the competitors, their only question back in, in discovery and in the initial phone discovery was where do we park? How do we, where's, what's the easiest place to park in your thing? Don't, don't expect that your competitors are doing this. Get out ahead of them, be super prepared and, and, and knock the customer down. So Scott, I got to say, thanks for joining us today. Your insights and tips have been extremely valuable. We look to, forward to having you on future shows. So thanks for coming. Enjoy it guys. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to The Tech Sales Show with Bobby and Brian. Subscribe to their email list by going to bobbyandbrian.com and follow them on Twitter at Bobby Brian Sales.